Welcome to the Realized Gains Podcast, a guide to real estate investing. Join our co-hosts, Jordan Lee and Stephen Tran, as we interview a diverse group of real estate investors, both amateur and professional. Our goal is to help you understand that anyone can invest in real estate. Tune in to hear creative strategies and learn from both our mistakes and our successes. You can find us where you love to listen to podcasts, on YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com. We were both about 23, 24, uh, and I found out about this IDA program. Yeah, it's, it stands for, what does it stand for? Individual, Individual Development, development account. account, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we had to take a class one night a week. We went and did it, and you have you know realtors come in, yep. you have lenders come in, yep. and they just teach you about what does it take to buy a house. Okay. After you go through the class, you meet with, um, they're kind of like a counselor, mm-hmm. and you just talk through what your goal is, and they want your financials, they want to see what your W-2s are, all these things, um, and then you set up a bank account. So you and your counselor work on a savings goal, and my wife and I, we wanted to rush through, we wanted our house within a year, but the program goes up to three years long, Okay. and you can save $1,000 a year. And if you do the full three years, what happens is at the end of it, they will give you an additional episode 36 of the Realized Gains podcast. I'm Stephen Tran. I'm an Oregon realtor, uh, soon to be licensed in Washington as well. I'm a multifamily investor and I invest in short-term rentals as well. And I'm your co-host Jordan Lee, mortgage lender based in Portland but licensed in about nine states and I'm a single-family investor. Jordan, who did we interview uh, today? Yeah, we had a super interesting interview today uh, with Ryan Racinos and he he's actually not a full time in real estate. He does, he's a software engineer, right? Yep. And then he does real estate on the side. And you can follow his journey on how he converted his first primary into a rental and then use that as a step up to keep going, right? Yeah, his second primary to a rental. And he <laughs> does a lot. And, you know, he has his niche, but he definitely knows how to manage it well. Um, talks about scaling up to roughly four properties and hopefully even further in the future. And, you know, basically showing that anybody can really kind of do that. So. Yeah, if, if you're interested in like building a real estate portfolio on the side um, while working your main W-2 job, this is a great interview for you. Hey guys, welcome to the Realized Gains podcast. We're on episode 36. My name is Stephen Tran. And I'm your co-host Jordan Lee here, and we're super excited to have Ryan Racinos on the show today. Uh, hey, Ryan, do you mind just giving us a quick like background story? Let us know where you're from and how you kind of got here. Sure. So... Uh... My name is Ryan Racinos. I uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. Mm. Uh, that's where I'm from originally. My family moved to Eugene, Oregon, um, freshman year of high school. My parents actually opened up a supermarket down there, like a little Latino grocery store. Oh, really? Is uh, it still is it still there? It is still there under a different name. Okay. They have sold it, retired a few years nice. back. Um, but that's what brought us to Oregon. Okay. Um, met my wife. Uh, right after high school, uh, we started dating, decided, yeah, I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting married, um, moving to Salem, having a family, 
doing the whole thing. And did, you, did you become a duck? Did you go to UO? Or? I did not, actually. I went to Lane Community College. Okay. I have an associate's degree. Nice. Um, I got lucky. Um, you didn't get yourself in debt? Smart. <laughs> well, well, that and, you know, I'm a, I like to think I'm a hard worker. And mm-hmm. so I was able to, to land a job through an internship um, during my, my associate. Okay. So I didn't what even, year was this? Uh, this was, let's see, man, I, I'm going to make myself sound old, but maybe not as old as I think <laughs> I am. So I graduated high school in 07. Okay. Okay. And I took seven years to complete my associates because I was a great student and, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I was working, dating, yeah. um, I had expensive car habits at the time. <laughs> Um, didn't have the, the funds to back them. So yeah. just I mean, kinda, what, what kind of car? <laughs> um, so I had a 94 Cadillac Seville. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm a big low rider guy. Yeah. Uh, so I had this thing on air suspension, you know, I did all the work myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, I bought the car for, <laughs> I bought the car for $3,000. Nice. And by the time I was done, I was $15,000 in credit card debt for this car. <laughs> And I thought, you know what? I, I want to marry my wife, and maybe I should take care of my debt, finish up school, get a job, and yeah. uh, you know, be able to buy a house. And so that's what we did. We moved in together. We, uh, she supported me while I finished school. Mm. Um, we actually, we met at Walmart. We both worked at Walmart. Okay. I was working um, for my parents. And I was working at Walmart mm, at okay. the time. Just I was doing the two job the, thing, the store which is why I yeah. wasn't doing much school. Right. I was trying Hard to make to as much money as jobs. possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and back then I thought, man, 25 grand a year, that's good money, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so we met at Walmart. Um, I quit like the day before our first date oh. um, because I got another job offer and I was like, oh, I'm out of here. Um, worked at an auto parts store for a few years, and then we moved in together. She supported me while I finished up my associates. I got an internship for a company, a software development company in Eugene. Oh, okay. Were you doing your associates in? Yeah, so I have an associates in computer science. Oh, great. My, um, my career path has been software development. Right. Um, so I got an internship, landed that job. Um, it was, it was a terrible internship because Lane Community College. It's a credit, so you're actually paying to do the internship. Yeah, you're, oh. you're, you're working, you're, you're, you're paying, paying to work. You're paying your employer to work. Exactly. Yes, I know so that instead experience. of me getting paid, I was paying yes. them. Um, but, you know, I kept at it. I worked hard. And is, that, is that still a thing? I don't know. In the is, tech world for you guys? It was when I was cooking, too. Well, when I, I mean, in tech, well, I, I, used to work, I, I used to be a software engineer as okay. well. And uh, well, they paid our interns very well. So your your interns now are paid. We're paid, but yeah, before so it was the thing where, where you go now, and work for free. We pay our interns yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but at least this program at the time, I was paying to to be a part of it. And I need to start a company and partner with Lane Community. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? and you know, I remember my my dad. He, he I think a part of him wanted me to take over the family business. Mm. There's always that small yep. part of you know. This is for my kids, and I want them to take over and do what I did. <clears throat> and I remember the conversation with him on like, "This is the stupidest thing you could do. Why are you paying to go work somewhere?" And I thought, you know, well, <laughs> because I think this has potential. Education, to, you're to investing be, in yourself, yeah, right? Exactly, it has potential to to be really beneficial for me and and my wife. And I think this is the right career move. And you know, we got lucky. It was. Um, 
after three months of internship, they offered me a uh, another three month kind of contract. Mm-hmm. They said we'll pay you, you know, minimum wage, whatever. Just see how it goes. And it was basically, you know, we have another intern coming, and we have you. Do we keep you oh, or geez. do we yeah. do we move on? So I was fighting for my job. So there was like one it. position oh, available. Man. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. So you know they didn't outright say it, but I knew it. Like, yeah. This was so. Sorry, what year are we in now? This is this is probably 2013, 2014. Okay, so the job market that. hadn't crazy picked up. Yeah. No, no. So it was still. Yeah. You know, we have is... one position, two people who are fighting for. That it. is a brutal tech company. <laughs> <laughs> is it a tech company? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they did uh, steel management software. It okay. Was a desktop application for steel management. So all of your uh, freight, your um, inventory, huh. um, everything you and they. Their biggest competitor is Excel, mm. and their biggest claim to fame at the time was the new uh, World Trade Center building. The company that, uh, the contracting company that kind of did all of that work used their software. Okay. Um, and so I, I got that job. Um, while I was doing that, my wife and I were talking <coughs> about buying our first house. Um, I worked that job for three years and about two years in, we did purchase our first, nice. first house. Uh, we used a program that I think still exists, but under a different name. At the time, it was called NEDCO. It was Neighborhood uh, Development. Oh, um, Dev Northwest, maybe now? Maybe that's what it is. You got an, it was an IDA an program? An IDA, exactly. Oh, yeah. Talk to our audience about yeah, an IDA Yeah, so that was a, an amazing program. Um, at the time, you know, my wife working retail, and me working minimum wage. You were working minimum wage for three years? No, 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 no. Okay. For, for, for three months. Okay. Um, and then I, I bumped up to uh, a little bit higher, but not like crazy high, not, not anywhere near where I am today. Um, but at the time we were combined, maybe making 30 something thousand a year. Um, we were both about 23, 24. Mm. Uh, and I found out about this IDA program, which is you know, if you meet the um, income requirements, they're basically going to match you three to one. Yeah, it's it stands for what does it stand for? Individual Individual Development, development account. account, right? Yeah. yeah, and so we had to take a class, um, and they offer it either like a weekend, you know, go and sit through the weekend, or do it over the course of four <coughs> weeks, one night a week. We went and did it, and you have you know realtors come in, yep. you have lenders come in, yep. and they just teach you about what does it take to buy a house. Okay. After you go through the class, you meet with, um, they're kind of like a counselor, mm-hmm. and you just talk through what your goal is, and they want your financials, they want to see what your W-2s are, all these things, um, and then you set up a bank account, basically, at Bank of America or wherever Yeah, it, it can be pretty much any bank, Any right? bank. They don't, they don't care what bank. Yeah, and, and you have to meet savings goals, so you and your counselor work on a savings goal, and... My wife and I, we wanted to rush through. We wanted our house within a year. But the program goes up to three years long. Okay. And you can save $1,000 a year. And if you do the full three years, what happens is at the end of it, they will give you an additional $9,000. At least at the time we took it. It might be higher. Wait, now. wait. So they gave you nine. So they gave you 18 total. Well, no. So you save up 1000 a year. Right, right. Over three years, yeah, yeah. you save up three grand. Okay. Yep. They put they additional put three to nine. One. Yeah. So now you'll have 12 if you do the full right, right. three-year okay. program. Okay. My yeah. wife and I did a fast track of one year, 
we did $1,000 and we actually did it in nine months. We did the fast track. So within nine months, we saved up $1,000 and then they gave us 3000 on top of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is, it's not a loan, it's its just right. a grant. Here's yep. $3,000 straight up to okay. put down as a down payment, as closing costs, whatever you want to use it for. So you had $4,000 total to put down towards your first house? We had 4000 with them. We were saving on the side as okay. well. Um, and I think what we put down on our first house was about 10000 total. Okay. Um, nice. My wife and I had been saving for a few years, <laughs> putting money in mutual funds. Um, we thought that was the right thing to do. It was great. Um, you know, there's risks involved, right? Mm-hmm. It can be up and down. But at the end of the day, we ended up with a total of about 10000 um, We purchased our first home for 200000 Nice. So we put ten, and we actually got the seller to cover our closing costs. Nice. Perfect. We, we were moving in. We said, you know, can you cover it? We're first-time home buyers. And at the time, we were still writing letters. Mm. And so we did the whole, you know, we're a young yep. family. Yep, we did the same thing. Um, yep. You know, looking to start a family, have kids, and that sympathy card. Yeah. <laughs> so they covered our closing costs. Um, the house itself was built in 2002. Wow. Okay. Uh, nice. So it was a fairly new house, yeah. three bed, two bath, 1,300 square foot. Um, and we bought it already thinking this is going to be our first rental. Mm. You So you had that mindset going yeah, into it. Yeah, so really? my, my parents owned rentals, okay. so I knew it so was you, possible. So you had that um, pedigree then. And, yeah. you know, I knew we could do it. Um, it's just what does it take to make it happen? So you already had, like, this criteria and had this would make a great exactly. single-family rental. Yeah, so I was crunching numbers, and I said, what's the max we're willing to pay with the money we're willing to put down for the – you know, interest rate and all these things we're gonna get to get our our mortgage plus taxes plus insurance to a certain number because our goal was in five years, we're gonna rent this out and projections of five years, we thought that's gonna be where the rent will be at. Yeah. It'll Mm -hmm. cover everything plus cash flow. At the time when you first bought it, uh, would it have cash flowed if you just rented it right away? It did and- Holy uh, cow. And, and, uh, you know, fast forward, to like, like six five, months. At five percent no. down, it was it yeah. was cash flowing. Yeah. So and fast forward to about six months later, I got a job offer in Salem, and we moved and we turned it into a rental right, right away. away. So you, you had this five year so, plan ready to go, yeah. and it immediately threw it out the window. Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite quite a journey. We had moved in in October. October thirty first was our closing date. I remember because. Spooky. It was Halloween, and <laughs> my wife and I were so excited that we actually spent the night in the house. We weren't married at the time. We were engaged, but yeah. not married. And we realized it's Halloween, and we're in the house, no furniture, no nothing, and people are knocking on the door. We have no candy to give. Like, we felt so bad. And, and there was this, like, this almost terror, like, realization that, like, we just bought this very expensive thing together, mm. right? Like we'd never done it. My wife's family, um, she's the first in her immediate family to own any real estate. Wow. Um, they they struggled growing up. You know, she doesn't always like to talk about it, but mm. she she probably had a very roller coaster upbringing of like stability and things. Mm-hmm. And so this was this huge moment for her of we own this this is ours and we we bought it before we got married so that she could put her maiden name on the title mm. because she wanted to write 
her maiden she name. Wanted she wanted that it to was be like, like very a big symbol for her. Yeah, yeah it was important. it was big for her. So, um, so we did that, and then we bought it. We closed October thirty first. We ended up getting married in the house on New Year's Eve the same year. Wow. We had a nice little deck in the backyard, and we thought, you know what? Instead of spending a ton of money on a honeymoon, we just bought this house. Or instead of spending on a wedding, we just bought the house. We want to go on a nice honeymoon. Mm. We want to travel. Let's just do the wedding here, and then we'll go on a honeymoon six months whenever we can save money. Uh, So we did that. We had some friends over, um, you know, maybe 30 people or so. It was a decent size for the house. Perfect. Um, Got married. Um, Your parents weren't upset that you didn't have a big wedding well <laughs> my my mom was yeah um most of my family actually didn't come it was a sore topic for a while yeah of like i was visiting family and there was all this like when are you getting married you should do it so here. much you pressure to there. have like this big yeah. wedding and spend and, like thirty thousand dollars yeah on. and we were looking at a venue and they were, it was like a farm and they were saying you know it's five thousand dollars just for the field Nothing included. No yeah. chairs. Yeah. No food. No, no food. No, and yeah. we're doing this math, and we're like, we're looking at, you know, for the cheap wedding, ten, fifteen thousand. Yeah. yeah. We just spent ten thousand, and we want to go to Switzerland for a honeymoon. Right. Like, we can't afford all of this. So we just, I called her up, uh, Christmas. I was down in California visiting family. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just get married? I'll be home next week. Let's just do it. I'll call up a cake person. We'll call up, <laughs> make it happen. And so it was this very last minute nice. thing. But I don't think either of us regrets it. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing we regret is maybe not having more of our immediate family there. Right. Um, but again, life moves so fast, and yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a huge amount of pressure to spend a ton on a wedding and bring everyone there. And yeah. Does it right set you up for long-term success? <laughs> no. And if it's a Chinese it, wedding, you might actually earn money. On yeah, your yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asian, <laughs> wedding, yes. Vietnamese wedding. Asian weddings, they just give you cash. So right. hopefully right. you do it cheap enough, you make some money. Well, and honestly, so we spent 500 on the on the wedding. Everything, food, everything. And Perfect. yeah, family was a little upset, but they still gave us money when we <laughs> went back down to visit. Yeah. yeah, They still handed us money. So we ended up making money off of that for the honeymoon anyways. Um, and then we waited six months and went on our honeymoon. And uh, while we were in Switzerland, I got a call to do an interview for a company here in Salem. Oh, nice. And so we landed back in Los Angeles. Uh, I did my first interview at my grandmother's house, like two hours of sleep, jet lag, oh, like crazy. Uh, and then we were driving up. We were supposed to drive back up to Oregon like two days later. And they called me back and said, hey, would you like to come in for a second round in person tomorrow type thing? Like Monday. Yeah. And we're it's Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess we're driving, driving tomorrow. The so yeah. I drove all the way home, did my interview, got the job. And I commuted for about a month. And then I told my wife, Amanda, I was like, this drive from Eugene to Salem sucks. It's mm. 75 miles each oh way. Oh my God, yeah. Like and I'm it's leaving a, it's at a five, drive yeah, I'm leaving at five in the morning to get to work on time and I don't get home sometimes till after eight because you hit Salem traffic, mm-hmm. you hit Corvallis traffic, Albany traffic, Eugene traffic. It was, it was <laughs> bad. Lot, so I convinced yeah. her, let's leave the house that we bought that has her name on it. Yeah. You know, the first- You still have your name on it? Yeah, you know, and it still has our name on it. Um, 
but let's move up. We'll go back to an apartment because mm. we don't want to jump into buying anything. I mean, you just bought six months ago. Right, yeah. and and we, we don't know the, the area. Right, don't yeah, know right? the area. Like, haven't got a down payment I, I've already. driven to work yeah. and back, and that's it. Well, can I ask, too, like, did you get a pretty huge pay bump from switching to this? Yeah, company? so I was making, uh, by the time I left the company I was at in Eugene, they were paying me 40000 a year. Okay. Because okay. it was my salary. The offer I got here was eighty one thousand. Oh. So I doubled. Yeah, it's, you it can't was, say no. It to was that, a no right? brainer, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, which was great because we moved up to Salem. We got an apartment off of the Lancaster area, northeast Salem. It was super convenient to get to places. Um, we were ready to start our family, and when we found out my wife was pregnant, we thought, well, we don't want to be in this apartment. Better so buy a house. So we had a year lease. We broke the year nine months into it again yeah. and bought a house, our second house in Salem. Nice. Um, and that's where my son was born. And again, it was Northeast Salem. We liked the area and same criteria, right? We wanted that three bed, two bath starter mm-hmm. home. We knew we wanted knew it for a rental. Rent it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, you had already seen the success. Exactly. Exactly. We were renting that one. We were making, I mean, and it was cash flowing like $100 or something. It's great. It, it was, it was really not much but i mean to see that within nine months of buying it was like this is awesome i mean in since you only put ten thousand down right you're gonna make that investment back exactly pretty quickly exactly now we have this place in eugene if something was to happen we need to move back we got a place already you know so it was it was great we went for the same thing we that's actually how we met ashley Mm. um we were going to open houses in salem trying to figure out what area do we want to live in you know Again, same criteria. We want to pay two hundred thousand, and prices had climbed up a little bit. What year was this? By this this point? was twenty twenty seventeen. Now, okay, and then I'll no, yeah, just before twenty seventeen. Yeah, and the Salem market, especially in that area, yeah. was still way behind Portland. Like Portland had already started in twenty seventeen, and like started yeah. going up quite a bit. We yeah, could still was, get good buys. I was going to say compared to like Eugene and Salem. Uh, so my Eugene. Property was estimated at like two forty oh, at the, the time. Years, yeah. um, what we were looking at here, they were at like maybe two ten okay. and below. Oh, okay. Um, most of them we looked at were two ten. Um, we met Ashley at a different open house, not one that we made an offer on. Um, it was her first listing, and she was she was real cool. She mm. you know was chatting with us and. She felt like a like a go getter. Yeah, you know, um, the realtor that we first were working with here was, we'd call her up, we'd show her a listing, she'd show up. She was almost no interest because most of her listings were million dollar listings. Why does she right. want to deal with two hundred thousand? Yeah. She's doing a favor for a friend from mm-hmm. Eugene, and so we ended up letting her go. Working with Ashley, and Ashley, she's a saint. <laughs> she'll tell you the horror story every house we went to I was looking at it, I was like well nope I don't like this I don't like that mm. you know the price is too high here's what I want to offer them uh, and she was like you can't do that in this market <laughs> <laughs> you can't offer 200 when they're asking 210 I said that's what I want to offer and so she put in a few offers and of course they got rejected right. And she sat us down and she had us talk with us of like, you need to change your mindset. This isn't going to work. And she was completely right. Mm. She was completely right. Mm. But we got very lucky. And I found this house that was for sale by owner. 
and the sale had fallen through. Mm. Oh, so they'd already had a fail. They sale. already that's, had, that's a perfect target. They yeah. already had a contract for two hundred and two thousand, and it fell through. The guy put it back up the next day, and it was like two blocks from my apartment. Mm. So I just ran over there, and I talked to the guy. He was there. Like I don't even know why I went over. I maybe to look, but the guy's there. Yeah, and he's doing work and I started talking to him and I called up Ashley and she showed up and I said we'll give you the exact same deal yeah. 200 2000 yeah and we'll close in less than 30 days whatever it is nice. whatever it takes and yeah he'd already accepted that exactly offer, so he can't exactly. say no to that right exactly so it worked out great uh, we got our second property it was about a year and a half after our first one yeah um, this time of course we didn't get any sort of help we yeah. had to save our own down payment mm -hmm. but with the difference in salary we were able to do that okay yeah i was curious like if, because the first property you had both your names on it right yeah and so this one did. also had both our names okay um amanda was not working at the time but with the difference in salary so at the in eugene she was making about 25 and i was making 40 towards the end yeah so we were still making about twenty thousand more a year total so we were able to save another like ten thousand or so. And we did basically the same deal. It's we still put, like we put five really percent down. I mean, you guys are good savers. To that's a pretty quick turn. <laughs> when, when we have a goal in mind, we're very good savers. Otherwise, yeah. man, I tell you, I can spend money like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Get a couple of. You still have that car. You still well, have that car, by the way. I don't. I don't. But I got a new one, and we'll we'll get to that one too because. <laughs> I'll tell you, I could spend money. When my wife laughs. She, you know, she'll go to the Ulta Beauty or whatever, and she'll walk out with six things, and she's like, "Oh, it was eighty bucks." And I'm like, "Yeah, I just spend five thousand on one piece." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did the same deal, closed on that house um, in May, and then my son was born in that house July. Mm. So we were able Perfect to timing. to have our first child in our house. Um, didn't have to have him in the apartment and you know again that security that that me and, and my wife felt of like not only do we own a house we own two mm -hmm. now we have something to give our child down yeah. the line right we have this this security um, and we stayed there for two years yes we stayed there for two <clears throat> years it was a great place uh, it fit us fine but then we found out we were pregnant with our second child, mm -hmm. and we thought, well, there's a three-bed, two-bath. We need something a little bigger. Um, and my wife really fell in love with the West Salem area. Oh, okay. And so we looked at some places out there. We called up Ashley again. We said, hey, Ashley, we're, we need a bigger place. And she found us a four-bed, three-bath nice. that we ended up buying for 350 And this one, we weren't able to save up as much as we had wanted. Uh, kids are a little more expensive, mm -hmm. so our ability to save had been cut a little bit. Uh, Amanda hadn't been working. She was actually going back to school, mm -hmm. and so we had extra expenses. And so what we did for this property, uh, the one we currently live in, is we actually cashed out old 401ks. Oh. So we took Amanda's old 401k, my old 401k, <clears throat> plus money we had saved up, and we put down 50000 Okay. On the house. Did you take a loan against your 401k? No, or just we withdrew? we just we withdrew it. We cashed them out. Um, we knew we were going to have a tax hit that year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, early withdrawal penalties, yep. all that thing. It comes out as income as well, right? It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it. Um, 
So we, we were expecting that, but we knew that we needed a bigger place. We knew that with the two properties, we probably had enough deductions to offset it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, just our ability to kind of plan ahead and know that that's coming, we were able to, to save up some money. And um, we, we ended up buying the house, having my daughter, and then getting a $10,000 tax bill that we knew was coming, paid off, and don't regret the decision at all. Well, I mean, it's not like you were just taking out that money and pushing it all on like the dream house. And, and you know, it right. was more like you're taking out that money consciously from your retirement account and being like, I'm building another retirement asset because you had right. to, instead of selling your second home, you exactly. converted it to a rental and, again. And both of these 401ks were from prior companies yeah. that were rolled over. We weren't putting anything into them. New company couldn't put anything into them. Yeah. And the, the interest they were making was nothing, right? So when we were running the numbers, you know, running our Excel spreadsheets of like, what does 30 years of this amount look like with the interest that we're getting with no additional uh, money going in versus what does 30 years of the house look like? The house was way beyond what we ever could have done in those accounts. So we thought this really makes sense financially and it really makes sense for our family. Yeah, I mean, you're appreciating on a, a yeah. $250,000 or $300,000 oh, yeah. asset instead of a, whatever right. it was in your retirement. Right, it was 000. like 30000 yeah, or something 30, that we had combined, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you get a, the money that you took out, you get a leverage to get like that three fifty. Yeah. Exactly. The money in your account is 100% of your money. Exactly. That's growing, which exactly. is a tough thing. So it, it, it really, you know, it, it was worth it. We don't regret it. We actually, you know, <clears throat> with the way the market's been, we made that money back within three months. Right. Oh, know, wow. Like it, was, it was really a great decision uh, for us. It got us where we needed to be for our family, the school district we wanted to be for our kids. Um, and it it allowed us now to have two rentals, right? We, we now had two rental properties, one in Eugene, one in Salem. Um, and both of them were cash flowing. So the second one is cash flowing right away too. Yeah. Well, because, at 202. Yeah, we got the we got the same deal and we so our mortgages were like 1100 yeah. and we were renting them for 15. Nice. Um and the one here in Salem, we don't have a property manager. We were doing it ourselves, so that was all us. Yeah, how was that experience? Did you like, you know, read up on it? How did you figure um, out how to do that part? Yeah, we we kind of took advantage. The property manager in Eugene helped us out to, you know, with contracts and things like that, getting started. He did, said, Here's did, you, did they charge a small fee for that? No, they're they already just charging like, they just, me down there. Oh, so because you were a client. He just yeah. helped you set it here's, up. Here's some blank contracts. Here's, you know, fill in the blanks. Here's what you need to do. Awesome. Um, here's how you would screen tenants, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. We actually use a online tool right now called TurboTenant. Okay. Um, that does the screening. It does the advertising. Uh, it lets you create, like it <clears throat> generates a, a web page for you. Oh, wow. That you can share on Facebook and wherever. Huh. Um, it it even lets you do rent collection. And, Is it like a subscription service or? Um, no, actually, it's free. Um, Huh. For landlords, the way they make their money is they charge processing fees oh, to like potential probably to renters insurance too for the tenants. Because um, I know Apartments.com does that. They might offer renters insurance, but yeah. they don't require it through them. Because I know my my current tenants have farmers as yeah. their renters insurance. They do require you to have rental insurance. Or yeah, something, and I and require I require it, it too yeah. on all my properties. Um, but the way they make money is the 
uh, application fee and the credit check fee. They yeah. charge those to the tenants directly. And then if you're paying your rent through that tool, uh, ACH or uh, anything is free, but if you do like a debit card, credit card type thing, then they charge, charge you. a percentage. Which I, I'd rather not collect through credit card. Anyways, I prefer the ACH method. My current tenants actually just pay me on Zelle. Yeah. Uh, it's convenient. I know there's a lot of debate whether it's good or bad, um, but it's convenient. Yeah. So, you know, I get the rent right away and, you know. No, I, I yeah, I use apartments.com and I definitely implore my clients or my tenants to not use credit cards. Right. Like connect it to your bank account, set it on yeah, automatic. Exactly. Hopefully they have the money to cover it. Right. You know, so <laughs> you know it's it. not they always the case. They but. don't get charged. You know that the money's yeah. there. Yeah. There's no issues. So, um, you know, and it's those two properties have been great for us. The one in Eugene, actually, we got new tenants recently. That's mm. running for 1950 right now. Wow. Um, now I, I am no longer paying 1100. I'm paying a little bit more. Mm. Um, <laughs> Taxes and insurance went up. Well, and uh, we ended up taking cash out oh, on cash. both of them. Uh -huh. um, and then the one here in Salem is renting. I'm my tenants just signed a new lease. They're going to be renting for seventeen hundred wow. uh, coming up. Um, but those were were great. You know, we have our accounts for each property, and so watching those grow and like knowing that's my money, but not my money. Right, right. Yeah. It's still it's nice. The, business. You think about yeah, it like a business. You know, yeah. and if it, worst case anything ever happens, like that's still my money. Like I, yeah. I can use it to make sure my family doesn't go hungry. Yeah. But. If I have repairs, if I have anything, like the Pet house pays for itself, yeah. you know, like I had, uh, there was an issue with uh, fleas and ticks at the one here in Salem. Mm. And so they had, they called an exterminator, they went out, you know, and I reimbursed them for the charge because like as a landlord, <laughs> I feel like, well, that's out of their control, right? right? The neighbor has a bunch of cats, they have oh, fleas gosh. in the yard. That's not a them thing. That's a... It's right. kind of a me thing. Yeah. So I reimburse them and then I pay for things and the property just kind of covers it. I don't feel that yeah. hit. And it's a write-off, right? Like yep. I can now deduct that expense as this is something I'm doing for my property. So my taxes get a little bit of a, of a break and the property, like basically the tenants pay for their own service through me yep. paying for their service, you know, because the digital cash flow, like it, it's a win-win, uh, for me, it feels. Do you have like a certain amount that you calculate as a buffer for these types of things? Yeah, I, I like to keep, if I can, uh, six months of rent mm. reserved. Most of the time I don't. Most of the time I have about three months, which is still good. Right. Uh, but I like to, in my head, say what I really want is six months and calculate how long it'll take me to get there. Um, you know, use whatever budgeting tool Mm -hmm. I can find to say, if I'm making X amount, how how long will it take me to get there? How far off am I from that goal? You know, two months from now, three months from now, where do we need to adjust? You know, is it I have too much expense somewhere? Is it just that's part of doing business? Uh, but three months is the minimum. Like if I'm below three months, I start to worry. Right. My wife starts to worry. Yeah, because we. Uh, I'm trying not to fast forward too quick, but we had an, an issue with one of our uh, other properties where we didn't have a tenant for three months. Mm. It was, you know, they 
their lease ended New Year's Eve and January is a weird time to move in. We didn't get a tenant until March 1st. And where was this? Uh, so this is one of my Texas properties. Oh, okay, so you, you also invested in yeah, Texas. Yeah, so uh, roll back to, uh, you know, we just bought our, our home that we're in, um, working, had our second child, and then COVID hit. Mm. And COVID was a wild time. You know, some people were really struggling, and some people, like ourselves, were really doing great. Yep. Um, we had a bunch of equity in all of our properties. Um, we decided to invest in another rental. I have a cousin who's in San Antonio. Okay. And he said, hey, San Antonio market is hot. Prices are 200000 Mm-hmm for a three bed, two bath. I'm like, that's my sweet spot. I've done it twice. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to doing this. I know the numbers I know this. so Not three, well. three, three, two. I don't even yeah. have to update my spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly how this works. Like, let me look. So I started looking. I connected with his realtor, didn't like her. Um, connected with another realtor who, again, such a good realtor, go-getter. It's just like... All virtual, right? Yeah. We ne- I have never met this person in real life. It was all through WhatsApp. We were walking around property. She's showing me everything. She's pointing things out. She's like, oh, look, there's some water spots here. There's some, you know, she knew what I wanted. Right. And she made sure that that's the thing she was showing me. And we ended up closing on our first property in Texas, uh, February of 2020. Uh, no, no, no. Not February of 2020. Maybe it was April of 2020 because we were working from home. About a month time. after lockdown. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. About a month after lockdown, we we took advantage. We cashed out our Eugene property. We pulled 50000 out of oh, that. Nice. So our new mortgage taxes insurance is 1300 But again, the property at the time was already renting for 17 something So okay. your payment went up 300 for $50,000? It, it went up about $200. Okay, for got us 50000 in cash, <laughs> but 200000 in Man, money in used property, to be so right? cheap. <laughs> I know. And the best part, so we refinanced our personal residence, our primary residence, down to like 2.2%. Uh-huh. Amazing. When we refinanced this property, our original interest rate was four. When we refinanced as investors this time, mm. right? Because now it's not our primary residence, the interest actually came down to three. Wow. So we got a better interest rate as investors than we did when we were first time buyers, pulled cash out, wow. and bought another property at 3% again in Texas. Wow. Yeah. So we went from from two rentals to three um, and we thought man this is this is great this worked out so well we waited a few months we made sure that you know things things were were good we got a tenant we were starting to see cash flow there we got our current tenants in Eugene with the new the new uh, mortgage we're still making money this is wonderful Let's do it again. We have another property. Let's leverage it, right? Yep. Salem Market's also up. So we did the same thing with our Salem property. We contacted the lender that we worked with in Texas. We said, hey, we got another property. We want to pull cash out. We want to buy another house in Texas. Mm. San Antonio still? In San Antonio. So we, we did it all kind of together. We, we started the refinance while we started looking. Mm-hmm. As soon as I found the property, we were already signing for the refinance. Nice. So the cash was going to be deposited in my account like within a week. We found the property. 
we made an offer. The first house we bought for 200, uh, this one again, 202. <laughs> Nice. We just have a, a thing for that 200, 203, <laughs> three bed, yeah. two bath houses. Exactly. Yeah. Both three bed, two bath, um, two car garage, you know, nice, uh, nice size yard. Um, and we ended up closing on that one. That one actually has an HOA. That's the only house we have with an HOA. Mm. Uh, it's like 125 a year. What is it? A year. Oh, a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so low. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. And the tenants actually pay it too, oh. okay. which is fine. Um, but we ended up closing on that one. Uh, let's see, May June. Okay. Oh, so wow. like three, quick three yeah. months. So we did uh, within within less than six months. You went from three to five, just we, like exactly. <laughs> we we doubled our our total portfolio, yeah. um, and we didn't even leave the house. Like we were doing it all remotely. Oh, cause it's you know? COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. Everything. I'm just, I'm texting people, I'm emailing. And you know, the only time that Docs we, come from the notary. Yeah, the notary showed up, we signed at home and then they sent them and, and it was done. Checks deposited, you know, and I've never been out there, checked them out. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, so now my cousin did look at the property. Oh, he looked at them for you. Um, That's nice. Which helped me feel comfortable. You know, he went and saw and he was like, yeah, they, they look good. You know, no major issues. Uh, the realtor was great, um, but I've still never been out to see these Texas properties. Probably, and, probably won't. And I like, keep no, saying, like, I need, to, I need to go out. Well, I, I need to go visit my cousin. Oh, yeah, sure. there's yeah. a good reason. But it is, you know, it's one of those like th they kind of take care of themselves. Uh -huh. um, you know, they were doing really well for a while. They were doing really well. Um, last year we had some issues with one of the Texas properties. Mm. The tenant uh, just up and left. Mm. Been there. Um, so it, it was a. My my wife hates the experience. I thought it was not as bad as you know it could have been. So we had this tenant um, who <clears throat> was supposed to move in with the whole family, but I guess during the process of moving to San Antonio her and her partner split up. Mm. So she ended up with the kids in San Antonio without her partner. Um, and I think financial issues yeah. probably happened. Yeah. So she was always late on her rent, mm -hmm. which incurred fees and all these things. Um, and then she skipped out about eight months into it. Mm. She was just, I'm gone, you know, don't know what to do. My cousin took care of it. He went, checked everything, did repairs, all this stuff. Did you guys like go to court or try to go to small we, court? So we we thought about it. We tried. We did send notices, um, but at the end of the day, we thought honestly, with all the fees she had paid, we were six months ahead of rent. Oh, we yeah. we don't need to chase down three months and and struggle. Let's just get it cleaned up. Get a new tenant in it. We'll send a letter, a few letters, see if anything happens. But if not, I mean, why waste our time trying to, to deal with it? Yeah, I mean, I've gone to small claims court. I've won. I still haven't seen that money. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's on their record. They can choose not to pay it and exactly. you know, let it hurt yeah. them. But And that's exactly yeah. what my cousin was saying because he had done it. And he said, honestly, you know, putting It's more just like spite to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't and actually And that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, you can get an eviction on someone without having to go to small claims court. But yeah. that really kind of puts it there of like they're going to struggle to find things. Yeah. The the reason we didn't do it was she had little kids and we thought, you know, honestly if 
if this was something where like she had destroyed walls right. or things, for sure. Yeah. But she did no damage. She just skipped town, probably because that's where the opportunity to provide for her children was. Yeah. We're okay. We can we can, you know, weather this storm. It's the cost of being a landlord. Exactly. Yeah. It could have been so much worse. Let's just <clears throat> let's just get the place rented and move on. Um, and so we were able to do that and we ended up, you know, not going in the hole at all because like I said, she had been paying late fees. So the repairs we had to do and everything, by the time we got it rented about a month later, we were still ahead yeah. um, and we felt good about it. Um, that property has switched over two more times now, tenants. Um, that one I seem to struggle with a little bit. Nobody wants to sign an extra lease, but you know, it's still, um, Every time we sign a new lease with a new tenant, the rent goes up a goes little up, bit, and yeah. we end yeah. up making a little more money. So it's not it's not bad at all. Oh, that's great. And average between the four, each of them cash flows about four hundred a month. Okay. So you know, just in that, with the four properties with mortgages and everything on them, we're cash flowing about twelve hundred dollars a yeah. month. So every couple months, you have like basically exactly. reserves for a month. Exactly. For, for one of the payments so yeah. between them you can build a reserve pretty quickly yeah exactly and you know if one of them is lower than the other you can kind of they can help each other out but we always have this buffer that you know my wife and I know is no matter what we do at this point there's a buffer there because these properties keep building into it which is you know something that just 10 years ago we couldn't say we had and what are you seeing equity wise on the the properties there in San Antonio those compared ones, to what you've seen here? Uh, so they're not as fast. Those ones I've had now for <clears throat> just over two Couple years. years now, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they have about 50000 maybe 70000 in equity. Okay. Oh, to total? Total. Okay. Two, two of them, um, I think between the two of them, about 70000 So they're probably like 35000 40000 a piece or something. Okay. Um, the ones in Eugene, uh, that one... Last time I, I kind of looked at what the estimates are, it was like 390 or something. Like, wow. it's almost doubled. And we know the price point was 200 because you only buy a 200. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so that's why I was, when we met last time, I was thinking, like, maybe it's time to do another, you know, cash out or, or a HELOC yeah. or something. The only problem I have is I don't know where I can buy another thing for 200. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> and with the interest rates where they're at. Yeah. Yeah, especially buying as an investor now, the interest rates are even higher. Mm -hmm. And now I, I just heard the new, like, if you have better credit or higher down payment, that's going to affect you a little bit uh, more. That thing is, um, there's a weird media thing about yeah. that. Okay. It's, if you have better credit, you still get a better rate. I, I assumed, you yeah. know, you always hear the, the horror side of things. The big but. thing it changed is, like, top tier used to be 740. Yeah. So now top tier is 780. Okay. So if you if you have a 780 credit score, you're not gonna really get right. any hits or anything. Or if you're putting you know over 25 percent down, yeah. which which is the other struggle now, right? Ryan as an investor, when the properties in Texas, I have to buy with like 20 percent plus closing costs. Yep. You know, my wife and I sometimes we we look back and it's like, did we really spend a hundred thousand dollars in a year? Like, we don't have a hundred thousand like yeah it was crazy expensive we should have done it the way we did in the past right just move the family house yeah. to house yeah but, but i mean in with the, same the family sense, it's hard it's still the business right yeah you just oh, yeah. pulled money from your other yeah, real we, estate and, and we 
again, we won't regret anything. Like we're, we're making money, we're building financial future. You know, uh, if for some reason my kids want to move to Texas, like we have a place yep. that they can move to. Like, the, like we have all these things now, you know, and so it makes sense. It's just one of those, you know, I, I tell the story, my grandfather, um, when he bought his place in, in North Hollywood, he paid $72,000 mm. and he, they had lived in this place for 30 plus years. Oh, right? God. Like yeah, the house is worth a million dollars. Wow. But when he tells the story, he goes, you know, I overpaid, but my brother lived next door and I wanted the families to be close. So I did what I had to do. And you can see that there's a little bit of like, probably could have done better. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, you got a million dollars. You made a million dollars. In equity right yeah. here. Like, it could have been 70000 You couldn't do better. <laughs> like, no, it could have been. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he probably overpaid by $1,000. Well, well, he, yeah. he said his brother paid sixty eight, oh, yeah. and, and it's like, you also bought months later. Like, that happens. But That's funny. Yeah. So it's it's more of that, of like. You know, had we done the house hacking thing, yeah, we probably could have continued to put ten thousand. It's down, tough moving your family around. That, you got two young kids. Two young kids. We were like, increasingly no more way. challenging to yeah. do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My wife has already told me she's never moving unless we're buying a multi-million-dollar house somewhere. Which, who knows? Maybe one day, but not today. <laughs> yeah. So what's the now that you've got this nice nest egg set up? That's that's kind of a well-oiled machine that's running, what is your kind of next step? Are you are you gonna can you keep going on that same path? Or are you gonna go yeah, into you a know, more we've, unit? We've done single family homes, they've been great. Um, we wanted to do duplexes at one point, but the cost in Oregon was higher than what we were willing to pay. <clears throat> um, you know, it wouldn't cash flow the same way. And I know that there's probably investors who do it and they put in sweat equity and they make that money back, you know, the whole burr movement and mm. stuff. Yep. Yeah. But I got a full-time job. I'm not trying to do that. My wife, she works part-time and takes care of the house the rest of the time. Like she's got more than a full-time job yep. with the kids. Neither one of us has that, that sweat equity time. So we're looking for that, you know, where do the numbers work where I can buy it, rent it quick, and single family seems to be that. What we want to do, our long-term goal, um, and you know, on our drive home out to West Salem, there's one major road, Wallace Road, mm -hmm. it's called. It's quite a long stretch. As you're driving down there and you kind of exit town, there's one last gas station, a Shell gas station, and right next to it, there's an apartment complex, and my wife wants to buy that. Mm. It's not for sale. We know it's not for sale. Just randomly, yet. you guys but go she by likes, it, and she just likes she it. She likes yeah. it. We drive by it every day on our way home, on our way to work, and she likes it. It's a 16 unit, I think. I looked at it the other day, um, and so she wants to buy that. And what she has said she's willing to do, which you know is something that we are in a position to do, is sell our properties mm -hmm. to move into that. Right? Not today. Right. Obviously, it's not something we're doing today. But you know, taking that that equity that we have in the houses that have been great to us and leveraging that to get something even more that's going to cash flow more that's going to scale faster scale yeah. faster you know and so that's something we're looking into eventually doing is is moving into more of that multi-unit kind of commercial mm -hmm. size that's our long-term goal and and when we set a long-term goal 
we're gonna hit it. It's just a matter of when, you know, and how. Yeah, and the nice thing is with a commercial is that you know the value of your property is based on income alone, right? Which is gonna be really nice, and uh, you know something that one of my investor mentors and friends told me is you have a single family house you raise your rent 100 bucks you make 100 bucks right you got a 16 unit you raise your rent 100 bucks you made 1600 exactly you know the numbers look great it's the biggest issue is you know you need a lot more to get into the doors yeah but you know we have four properties yep. that we could sell right and we have combined between all of them we probably have you know Four hundred thousand in equity, mm. like that's a big chunk of money yep. that we could put into something like this. So, you know, we'll see um, what the market does, what comes for sale. We've looked at a few other multi-units that do come on the market just to see what they look like, what it would, you know, what it would cost, what the cash flow might be. And most of the time, the numbers look great. It's just, do we have enough? No, we don't have enough yet. You know, let's keep working towards it, building that. Um, you know, before we started, I was talking about my, my Salem property, the neighbor next door, the cat lady, mm. very sweet lady. Um, but she's getting older. She lives by herself. So I told her last time I was there, I said, if you're ever interested in selling, let me know. You know, I'd love to buy this. I know that the house rents well. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, I need a good deal on it. And I think she's the original owner based on what I've seen mm. through the records. So wow. she's probably got it paid off. This is the flea and tick house? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I know too. I know there's a lot of work. You know, I gotta <laughs> rip out carpets, I gotta paint, I gotta do all these things. Um but you know, if I can convince her that like two twenty um would be a good price, she gets, you know, basically all of that cash because it's paid off. It's paid off. I'm still getting a decent deal. Where if I put another twenty thirty thousand into it at two fifty, I can still rent it, market and make some money. And what I've been looking at there is, you know, do I do like a hard money lender, buy it cash, mm. and then refinance it once I'm done with the work? Have you ever looked into seller financing? Uh, I've I've looked at it as an idea. I have not talked to her about it. Yeah. I'm trying not to scare her away by being that pushy investor guy. Of right. like, hey, when do you want to sell? When do you want to sell? But more like, you know, when you're ready, come talk to me. And whatever works best for the both of us will make it happen. Because I would love to pick up a fifth property and just have that ready to go, more cash flow. And when, we're, when my wife and I are ready to buy our multi-unit, we got five now to go and sell and you know who knows maybe that's six hundred seven hundred thousand we put down towards a two million dollar property or something yeah i mean if you look out uh out of state you might be able to find that right right my only worry out of state is i don't have enough cousins in all the states to check them out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've heard people have success doing it you know i just i i've done half of that baby step but if you know people who are investing out of state that are making it work, let me know. I'd love to hear their story so I can... We can talk about... I have a property in South Dakota that we can okay. talk about later. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. I'd say yeah. that I, I have a buddy... I have friends that make it work, and I have friends who have are having problems. Right. <laughs> and, and that's my, my worry is if I have problems in my Oregon properties, mm -hmm. I can get to them. If I have problems with my San Antonio properties, I have a cousin who can get to them. Yeah. If I have problems in a you know, Alabama. Florida property, Alabama property... I can't get to it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I can call people all day, but 
there's time zone differences. I mean, even if something goes horribly wrong, I got to get on a plane, fly five hours. It's a full day just to get there. Like, yeah, and you got to put full trust in your property management exactly. out there. And, exactly. Yeah. I and mean, they're not, they're, they're not, they don't always have your best interest in mind. Right. Even, even the best ones have way bigger contracts than me. Yeah. To where I'm probably lower on their, yeah. <laughs> on their totem pole than I want to be. So if, if you were to like recommend to somebody, hey, you know, that was asking you about getting into real estate, yeah. thinking about investing as a kind of like you're doing as a side job or a side hustle, what would you recommend to them? Um, so what I, what I tell to everybody I know who's looking at buying a house, right? Not, not an investment, just I'm thinking about buying a house. I always say, look at the IDA program, see if you qualify. Because mm. honestly, why wouldn't you want free money? Oh, by the way, that program that you mentioned, the three to one, it's now yeah. f up to five to one. Holy smokes. Yeah. That is Dev Northwest matches, uh, not for everyone, but they can yeah. go up to five I'm, to that's, one. That's incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money that you're getting for free for very minimal effort, mm. you know? And it's, it helps you to build that um, consistency and saving, right? The requirements are low enough to where anyone can get in. So that's my first thing. Anytime uh, somebody says, I'm looking at buying a house, I know you own houses, how would I do it? I say, first step, talk to a lender. Find out where you are today, right? Mm -hmm. That's what me and my wife did. We went and talked to a lender and we said, what's our credit score? What do we need to work on? Mm -hmm. What can we afford and what do we need to where do we need to get to be able to confidently say we're ready to buy a house right lenders are great they'll work with you a year in advance mm -hmm. they don't charge you anything no nope. they just they're willing to talk and and run your credit and do all this stuff and you know help you get there my wife and i did that we built our credit we paid off debt we did all those things and a year later we we were very solid you know 720 credit scores mm. ready to go Nice. Um, we did the IDA program, which is the second step I always tell people to do. And if you're not looking at buying today, do as long of the program as you can, right? Take advantage of the three years. If you really need something sooner, talk to them once you're in it about cutting the three years in half because they can do a fast track program for mm. three years. If you can save the money, they will pay it out. Right? Wow. You just got to get in it. I mean, this is an important advice too because so many people just want to have like instant gratification. Yeah. You know, they want to fill out a form and be able to buy a house right away. Right. But that like, it's not always the case. And mm -hmm. and if you take a little bit of a year, you might get fifteen thousand right. dollars for free. Right, right. You never have to pay that money back. Even if I sell the house, I don't have to pay no. that money back. That that's mine forever. Yeah, you know. Um, and then after all of that, I would say then you know go to open houses, find a realtor who's really motivated to help you not one who's you know just looking for their next paycheck mm -hmm. because it can be a very long process you know I, as a lot of people will tell you with the market the way it is sometimes you could go a year putting in offers before you're getting anything yeah you yeah. know so you got to have someone who is uh really trying to help you out looking out for your best interest who's willing to tell you your you know views on what you're going to be able to get are not realistic we need to change them um, but having that good team i think is the first step once you have that and you get your first property if you're looking at going to that next step 
I would say just start saving money until you can get a down payment. All you need is a down payment. Yep. And you can buy a house. And once you have that, because if you if you've already bought a house, you've already shown to lenders that you financially are a good risk, right? You don't have late payments, you've been there for a year, whatever it might be. They know that you're a good risk. And if you can show them you have enough money to buy another property, down payment, and that your property is gonna rent, just do that. Buy the house next door, buy that, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Especially if you don't have that family, right? Just Yeah, easier to do the younger you are and the less yeah. And, and, and before you, you know it, you know, you have uh, two or three, then it just gets easier and easier because now you can pull money out of those. And, yeah. you know, and, and I, I'm not trying to say at all I'm an expert, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's people who are way more advanced than I am and could tell, teach me so much. But I know people who are trying to get where I'm at and these are the steps I did. And it's not for everybody. Some people might find different steps. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people buy a house, sell it, buy another house. And that's great, too, because you're still building that mm-hmm. that equity. Um, but if you're looking at buying and becoming a an investor or a landlord or, and having that long term, the best thing I can say is get that good team, get that IDA, get that first house, mm. and then take that next step on... What is it? What do I need to do to get my next one? Yep. Right. Do I need another ten thousand? Do I need another twenty thousand? Whatever it might be, and just work towards that. That's your goal now. Make it happen. And you know, I'm, it sounds so easy when I say it. Like, oh, just <laughs> ten, twenty thousand, whatever. But you know, like my wife and I said, five years. In five years, we want to buy a second house. And life happened to where we did it within eight months. Yep. You know. So don't make a goal of, I want another house within three months. That's, a, that's unrealistic. Right. But five years is great because most, most things you read, it says, if you're not going to live in your house for five years anyways, it's probably not the right investment. Oh, you no, know? because you might, if you sell it, you might lose all exactly. that you So if you plan five years and you can make it happen in three that's even better, right? Mm-hmm. But five years is such a short time span when you look at you know, all the things that you've already done. You know, why not? Why not say in five years I'd like to buy an, a second house and work towards that and you know, try to make it happen in, in three if you can. Five years is, I feel, is a very realistic timeline for a lot of people, for most people, yeah. to save a down payment. Yeah. And you were talking about like not being an expert, but I think just getting started, having all that experience, I mean, makes you more of an expert than most people. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and just showing that it's something that you can do, you can like create a business on the side while working your yeah. main job. Right. Like you don't right. have to be spending a crazy amount of time doing these things. No, and I, I don't put in hours and hours, um, you know, all year long. And I mean, content creation is way more work <laughs> than buying a, a property you know I have when I'm ready to buy it's a month worth of emails and sign some papers and write a check um, and yeah there's stuff throughout the year you know the AC went out yeah the, the whatever you know but a, a good property manager helps out um, you know I'm fairly handy I can do most things and so 
working communication i think is really key because i can if my tenant messages me and says hey you know the floors or whatever the uh the ac is not working or the whatever it might be i can say okay do you need me there today or can i come this weekend and do it and usually the answer is this weekend's fine yeah yeah perfect i'll go out this weekend i'll make that time i'll do what i need to do i'll be able to look at other things yeah. make sure everything's good and then I don't have to see them for a few months, right? So it's it's not, it's it's work, but it's not as much work as some things, some side hustles. And once you really kind of get the hang of it, I think it's it just becomes easier. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, totally. And you know, speaking of content creation, uh, if people are looking to get a hold of you, social media, <laughs> otherwise, how can we find you? Oh man, that's a good question. Yeah. I so I do have Instagram. I barely ever use it. That's that's actually the only thing that's on my Instagram is pictures of my lowrider. <laughs> yes. And I and I forgot to tell that story, so oh. I'll, I'll get to it. But um, you know, you can you can probably find me on Facebook, Ryan Racinos. That I use that to communicate with family okay. and stuff. Instagram, um, it's midget cheetah, but it's spelled incorrectly because I made it when I was in eighth grade. I love it. So M I G I T C H E E T A H. Nice. Um, LinkedIn, uh, I'm on LinkedIn just because you know I do have a professional career and that's where I do most of my networking. Mm -hmm. um, it's just Ryan Racinos. Um, man, I probably have a YouTube I've never used also, but <laughs> you know, if you if you're trying to get a hold of me, um, you know, these guys have my contact info. Yep. Reach out to them. Um, I, you know, I love sharing my story. I love helping out. I, I've never been one of those people who uh, says that, you know, whatever I've done, I have to keep to myself because otherwise <laughs> you'll take it away from me. Right. You know, there's plenty of I, food out there. I have what I have. And if you can have something too, great. Let's do it together. Let's, you know, if <laughs> let's do a partnership if, if mm -hmm. that's what you're into. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I believe firmly that everybody can do it and nobody has to left out in order for others to be able to do it absolutely it's so, a great lesson oh. so to finish things up then we got to hear about your your, your yeah low rider story okay so my low rider um so i during covid while we were buying houses um and we had some money i invested in meme stock i've been bought amc stock yes right you hit you hit amc oh, man so I, <laughs> I i hit it for what what we'll call it so i put a thousand were you on the reddit yes I okay was. so you're a reddit guy okay I, cool. I was i love it so i i put a thousand dollars i was like i got a thousand dollars sitting in the bank that i'm willing to lose yeah right like i'm not a big gambler i don't invest in stocks individual stocks uh it's too much of a risk for me but this time i thought you know what thousand dollars let's see what happens and I put it in and I watched it crash for a while. And I was like, dang, I lost a thousand dollars. And then I watched it climb back up. And it got to a point where I had nine thousand dollars in this stock. And I was like, there's no way it's gonna go higher than this, right? Um, I had been talking to my wife. My dream car had always been a 64 Impala since I was little. And I'd been looking at them on Instagram. And I was like, man, I really wanna buy one. Really, really wanna buy one. But I kept prioritizing, you know, life, future, yep. family. Yep. So I kept putting it off. I said when I was 25, I put it off. I said when I was 30, put it off. And so I was telling myself at 35, I am going to turn 34 this year. 
But I kept telling myself at 35, and my wife goes, Ryan, be real. If you don't buy it, you're never going to buy it. Because knowing me, I'm just keep putting it off, putting yeah. it off. Mm-hmm. So I had this $9,000 in stocks, and I thought, there's a Impala for sale that drives, rusted out, completely rusted out, but it drives up in Washington. The guy wants 12000 mm. I'm going to cash out my stock, and I'm going to see what happens. So I cashed out my stock. And I drove up to Washington to see this. I took a coworker friend of mine. We drove up, drove it around. It drove around just fine. I was like, okay, twelve thousand. Let's do it. I bought my Impala. I drove it home on I five. It made it all the way home. By the time I got home, the transmission gave out. It stopped running. <laughs> no. Okay, so I rebuilt the transmission. Uh, it cost me like three grand. Uh, so yeah. now I'm fifteen thousand into yeah. this car. You know, but love it. Just loved it. I put air suspension that I had from my old car. I had kept all oh, the So you parts. harvested all the stuff. So I, yeah. I pulled them out of the totes finally. I put them on and, nice. and I drove around all summer, rusted ass Impala, <laughs> on air suspension. I was, you know, dancing whenever I could. And I was like, all right, this is great. I love it. Now let's rebuild it from okay. the ground up. So it's actually right now at a body shop, this guy I met at the Lowrider Super Show, uh, and it's right now getting back from being acid dipped so they took the whole frame off everything dumped it in a tank oh cool stripped everything really all the paint all the glue all the trim all of it that's like a real so it's bare metal is what he's getting back and they're gonna epoxy it so it doesn't rust and we're just gonna start hitting things let's let's finish them i have new doors i have new hood new trunk (laughs) new fenders (laughs) new new everything we're replacing basically the whole thing and we're gonna build it from the ground up and my my vision if i can get it done in the next year and a half i want it by next summer is i'm gonna have it painted some sort of blue with a white top white interior and I'm thinking a three-pump hydraulic setup <laughs> so that I can three-wheel and that I can hop the front just a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, it, it never went away. My, yeah, my love for cars there. never went away. The difference is now I actually have yeah. some money. Now you can I do can, what you actually wanted to do, yeah, always wanted you know, to do. So, you know, I bought it, paid 12, transmission, brought it to 15, and I probably got another 20 some thousand <laughs> in uh, in work, but so, by the time. So, but I'm once done, these things are like all set back up, are, does it hold its value? Could you sell it like yeah, and break even more or I less? Mean, Do people buy them like that? So, so fully done ones are selling for like seventy, eighty thousand. Okay. Oh wow! So, so I probably could make money off of it when I'm done. Um, but after but that, but after I all won't. that time and energy and customization, yeah, I, there's no I'm way, already right? I'm already looking at how do I buy a '63 Impala? <laughs> I, I have two garage spaces, and you got to fill them. The minivan's in one, but that can park outside, yeah. right? Yeah. The low rider should be covered. So. I mean, and half the fun is in the actual project itself, yeah. not in like. And my 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 goal actually is long term. When I retire, hopefully, you know, by fifty something. I'll be able to do the work myself. Mm. And that's what I want to do is, is buy another one then and do the work myself and you know have the space to do it and really, because uh, that was my dream with this one. I just, with time and space, I can't do it. You can't take a whole body off of a car in a, in a small residential garage. Like you need lifts, you yeah, need all yeah. these things. So, but one day when I have my, my $2 million house with my shop, I'll buy my 63, I'll do the full frame off myself and I'll just, that would be my retirement. That's love my it. that's my goal. I love it. I hope real estate can get you there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's that's 
it's halfway. We're going. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's been great. I'm, I'm glad you guys had me on. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Realized Gains podcast. If you have any questions for our co-hosts or guests, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com.